When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is a crowd podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Beef's Golf Club. It's Ryder Cut Week, and we're in Rome. It's the most epic event in golf, and we're here to keep you up to date on everything happening behind the scenes and on the golf course. I'm so excited to be here, and we'll be bringing you daily episodes over the course of this weekend. So sit back and enjoy. This is Beef's Golf Club at the Ryder Cup. Hello everyone, welcome to Beef's Golf Club. We are in Rome and I'm here with producer Ryan. We're currently sat in our hotel, well, currently sat on his bed. (laughs) What's going on, mate? Is this the most glamorous recording setup you've ever seen? I love stuff like this. I actually do. I think the weirder the place we can do it, the better, the more I prefer it. Yeah. 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 I'm sat on my bed. You're sat on the tiniest little sofa ever. Um, and we've just come back from the course, haven't we? And you've been here since Monday. We're in Rome. How's it been? Yeah. Hectic, mate. It's been busy. Got in uh, Monday evening, put the put the bags down and went straight into the centre of Rome, find some food. Been eating a lot here. <laughs> The golf course looks absolutely stunning. The setup's amazing. I've had a little stroll around the course and I can't wait for this to get started now. I mean, at the time of recording, the opening ceremony's just finished and the parents have been announced. So we should probably talk about the golf. But firstly, I want to ask you, obviously food is, I think, the number one thing in your life, probably above, eh, maybe, the equal probably. Talk to me about the food. Cacio Pepe, is that the one we've gone for normally? Eating it already. <laughs> Where Let did you go? Thing, what pizza, did it taste like? Eating it already. 
Um, we've had, we went to a really special restaurant on Monday night that we booked, um, like a fire cook restaurant, one of my favorite things, Cacio e Pepe. We had two dinners in one night. <laughs> of um, did. Yeah, because there was an amazing pizza place we went to and then had a 20 minute walk and then had a bit of pasta. And to be honest, it was a really bad idea because I was really fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> well, how was the, um, how was the pizza? Is it as good as they say it is in Rome? It's a bit of a myth here. I've asked a few times about pizzas here and the, the locals have shrugged it off and said, let's go down to Naples and get your pizza there. And I asked again and we've been given a few good recommendations. Pizza was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I mean, I, hopefully there's going to be a busy time of golf, but hopefully we'll actually get some time to eat some pizza. Speaking of golf then, so what have you seen? Who have you bumped into? Tell us everything. I've bumped into a few of the players. Um bumped into Justin Rose on the putting green, Hoygaard on the putting green, just had a had a brief chat. They were they're in the middle of working and practicing with yeah. their coach, so I kind of stayed out of the way. Um Kepka on the range. He looked like he was hitting it really well. Was he? Yeah, he was probably hitting a couple six or five irons and they were completely flushed. He looked in he looked in good form from the three shots I saw from him and um had a quick cuddle with uh Spieth himself. Did you? Quick cuddle with Spieth. Did he um did he shout beef as he cuddled you? As Smiley told us. <laughs> he just he just whispered it in my ear. <laughs> sort of quite strange. But um <laughs> No, no, honestly he didn't. He said uh, he said hi, he was walking somewhere, he was busy, but it was nice just to say hi and um and just say have a good week and good luck and Hopefully he's on the losing side, basically. Well, yeah. Do they seem quite chilled when you see them at that point? Because it's it's such a build-up, isn't it? To the obviously the event starts tomorrow in terms of the play, but they have a few practice rounds, right? And how, how what are the sort of what's the vibe in the days building up to it? Because a lot of people arrive like like I have today on the Thursday. Yeah, I think the guys the guys got here quite early on Monday, Tuesday, and I think they've been playing mostly nine holes a day. Yeah. Um, and getting, yeah, just a bit of practicing, keep things ticking. Obviously, they've got their coaches there. They can do a little bit of practice. The guys have obviously so much media stuff to do as well in between and, mm. and dinners every night. So I think it's more about just keeping the golf ticking and getting through all the dinners and all the the media bits yeah. through. Um and now it's sort of now it's now it's time, it's go time, you know, where I think once the pairings come out as they've have now it's sort of the real time where probably sort of the nerves set in and you realize all right this is who we're playing tomorrow morning and this is what we're going to be up against and i think this is where it gets real now 100 percent. i mean we'll come to those very very shortly but i want to ask you you've obviously been speaking to media doing some commentary on the was it the all-star game you did some for yeah they uh they had an all-star rider cup game which was yeah w- which was good had some good uh Real good sort of other athletes and celebrities playing. Novak Djokovic, Carlos Sainz played. Yeah. Um, Gareth, Gareth Bale was Bell. there. Yeah. yeah, Bale was there. And it was nice to to watch them come and hit a few shots, you know. And you think all these guys are so, well, some of the best in their craft, right? Yeah. Some of the best players ever. You look at Djokovic, you're arguably the best tennis player ever. Yeah. And now you're watching him out his comfort zone Hitting a hitting a tee shot off the first in front of loads of people, and he's more nervous than he is when he's serving at Wimbledon. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to see that. I, speaking of that though, he didn't he. I don't know if he was taking the piss or not, but didn't he like tee off with, with a tennis racket from the first? Did you see that video? 
Yeah, I'm, I didn't see the video. I heard, and someone said he's going to tee off with a tennis racket. And they were like, how far should we allow the crowd to get near him? And I kind of turned around and I said, you, do you know how good he is at tennis? I don't <laughs> think he's going to hit anyone with a crowd with a tennis racket. I'll be more concerned about the driver. With the golf club, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Surely he can hit a golf ball with a tennis racket further than he can with the golf club. But who knows? Um, you met him though, didn't you? You saw it, did a bit of film with him, I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to do a couple sort of on-course interviews and walk down one of the holes and have a little chat. And he was in, he was in good spirits and he was just buzzing playing. He loved the atmosphere. Yeah. He hit the, he hit the green on the drivable 16th and did a Ronaldo CU celebration. Amazing. Thing, which was interesting. I wanted to boom, to be honest. <laughs> did you? No, I didn't. No, yeah. bowled it. That's fair enough. <laughs> And um, what's the course like then? So what you've seen, I mean, you've obviously played it when it's not been set up for a Ryder Cup. Has it changed at all since you've played here before? Slightly. They've they've definitely brung the rough in a little bit and made mm. it a bit more narrow. And it at about the 290, 300 yard mark. So it stops. Well, I think the Europeans are hoping it stops the Americans bombing it anywhere they want yeah. and getting the lie. The rough is really thick. The rough is really thick. And if you're going to hit it offline, you're better off hitting it 20, 30 yards off the fairway rather than five. I've seen some really sort of iffy lies and a lot of par fives. All the par fives you can hit in two and be really aggressive, but you've got to be coming off the fairway. And that's going to be key. So hitting a lot of fairways could be really key in this Ryder Cup. Is that all they've done? Because they speak, don't they, about Europe potentially setting it up to favour our team. Is there anything else you've seen that they look like they've done? The stands, by the way, from what I've seen, are massive, aren't they? They're, they're a lot closer to the course than I thought they'd be. Stands are huge. Obviously, they want to get them really big and get as many people around the groups and try and influence the home advantage. Yeah. The first the, the first stand is insane. It's so steep. I wouldn't want to be sitting right at the top there. Yeah. It is really high and it's really steep. It's so cool. When you stand on that first tee and you look up around it, and I'll tell you what, tomorrow morning when you see it and everyone's cheering and they're going to be clapping together, the atmosphere is going to be absolutely amazing. And obviously it's all geared for the European team, you know, and it, yeah. it works both ways. When when Europe go over to the States, it's the complete opposite. I have heard rumours that Sometimes they try and slow the greens down a little bit and have a more European pace. But to be honest, these guys have been here since Monday. They're the best players in the world. I don't think it's going to phase them at all. Oh, 100%. And I mean, that atmosphere, like you say, you hear that it's going to be incredible, don't you? But when you see, like you say, the size of that stand. And also, I mean, we turn up today and there's it's buzzing already, right? Like Rome it's, is mental. You can't get a taxi. But actually just people, there's, there's a real like sort of energy about the place. Have you felt that since Monday? 100%. They had the Junior Ryder Cup today and you could hear shouts around the course. Europe shouts, you could hear USA shouts. There's quite a lot of USA fans here, American yeah. fans here. Yeah, come over. And I was actually thinking about that. It's probably a really good one to go to, you know, yeah. as a bucket list. You're going to tick off Rome and ride a cup in the same place. I mean, what a trip. Oh, mate, 100%. Um, I heard rumours that like people like Michael Jordan and that like turn up for these sort of ones. Do you think we're going to see anyone this week? Maybe, maybe. You never know. You never know. He has been at a few previous ones and I know he's a huge fan of the Ryder Cup, so we might see him. If you if you saw him, would you go up to him? Oh, 100%, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd just go up to him and start shouting Europe at him. That'd be Mark Wahlberg gate part two, wouldn't it, I think? <laughs> Speaking yeah. of which, can you imagine if we saw Mark Wahlberg here? It's all well and good being pied over a WhatsApp. Imagine being pied by Michael Jordan live. That's going to be great, isn't it, for you guys? <laughs> 
Well, to be fair, you went up to Gareth Bale, didn't you? And you spoke to Gareth Bale. Yeah, we had to do we had to do these interviews, and we were standing on the sixteenth tee, and he sort of looked a bit nervous. So I said to him, I said, "What are you going to hit off here?" And he went, "I don't want to hit three wood. I hate hitting my three wood." Really? And I said, "Okay." I said, "Look, it's about two fifty to the front edge." I said, "What do you hit around two fifty? And he went two iron. I said, "It's perfect." And he just kind of giggled, and he went, "I don't want to hit a two iron in front of all these people." <laughs> and he was sort of sweating about, it. and I was like, "You kind of got to hit two iron." Anyway, after the wait, he's teed it up. He's pulled the two iron out of the bag. Everyone thinks he's going to lay up and they started booing him. And then he's hit this two iron and I mean, he's absolutely nuked it. <laughs> he's hit this thing so good. Honestly, it's come so fast off the club face and the flight on it straight down the flag. And he's ended up just behind on the, at the rough at the back of the green. But I mean, it was some golf shot. And I said to him and in the question, I was just like, how can you be so good? At one sport and then come across and like, obviously he's been playing golf a while, but to hit shots like that is, that's a serious talent. Is, is he, you know, is he borderline? Could he be professional if he'd have been doing it? You know, if he'd been, if he'd put all his time into it. You never know. You never know. If he hadn't played football and picked up golf, his mentality. Yeah. You, you, you could never write him off for that. Yeah. He wouldn't turn pro now after playing a career of football, but Maybe in the past, yeah, 100%. But like some of the shots he hits were, the strikes were so good. That's amazing. And he seems like a nice guy. Really nice guy. Yeah, really nice. He was absolutely loving it. Loving the, um, loving the crowd. And I was asking to him, what's it similar? I said, is it similar to taking penalties? And he was like, 100%. It's like taking dead ball, free kick, a penalty. And he was like, lucky enough, I've taken a lot of them. And that's kind of helped him in that situation, playing in that all-star match in front of the crowd. Amazing. That's brilliant. Right, let's have a quick ad break and then let's talk about these parents. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everyone. Well run. The opening ceremony has just finished and the pairings have been announced. I think we should go and take a look at them. I think we should. So, we have absolutely four absolute classic games. The first one being Scotty Scheffler and Sam Burns versus John Rahm and Tyrrell Hatton. Wow. I mean, some good names in there, right? I mean, for an opening game, that's insane. So, this is foursomes, right? The first uh, format tomorrow. Yes. So, the first group is going to be foursomes tomorrow in the morning, uh, which is alternate shots. Yeah. And it's an absolute blockbuster opening game that, I mean... Scheffler and Rahm against yeah. each other in the first thing. I wonder who's going to hit the first tee shot. We won't know until till tomorrow morning. And again, like the whole Ryder Cup in this situation, it has all the ingredients just to be an absolute classic. You can't call that game. So you, we knew sort of that Scheffler and Burns might play together, right? Because they have done previously. Are you surprised that we'll see John Rahm and Tyrrell Hatton paired up? Is that something you might have predicted? I, I think... Hatton's such a steady player. Yeah. Um, and I think if Ram, if they get firing, they're both kind of fiery characters and Ram loves it. I think he'll drag Tyrrell Hatton into that real kind of fiery zone and they could be a really um, tough pair in that. Yeah. They well, won't give it anything. They will not give anything away there. So how do you play that then if you're two different types of players? If John, John Ram's quite like aggressive, right? And if, if Tyrrell's a bit steadier. So he, he, is John Ram going to tee off everything and then and then Tyrrell sort of keeps it in play how's that going to work as a pairing I think in foursomes you want players you want players that are going to keep the ball in play hit a lot of fairways they're both really good drivers of the golf ball yeah Um, and I think that is the first key in foursomes once you put it on the fairway you've got a chance you know it's hard to gain rhythm in foursomes but if you're if you're hitting good tee shots and you're on the fairway and your ball's in play it instantly puts the other team under pressure straight away yeah so I think I think that's a massive key. And you look at both of their driving, I think they're brilliant. Obviously, solid iron players and Hatton's great mid-range putter as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think that's it's such a strong pairing. Why are Scheffler and Burns such a good pairing then? Scheffler probably the best ball striker um, there is at the moment in the game. Sam Burns again, another solid player, great putter as well. So I think they'll be looking at what holes to tee off where Burns probably going to try and putt more. So you might see Scheffler take the harder par threes. So he could potentially take the the odd holes, which has seven and 17, are two yeah. sort of long par threes. You might see him tee off of them and give Scheffler hopefully some, uh, hopefully he'll give uh, Burns some birdie putts. And that's the way you kind of have to work this foursomes game out. Everyone will be looking at, at all the tee shots, where they're going to hit it. Can you hit par fives in two? Yeah. So can the player put it on and you're going to have the best iron player out the two trying to hit into the par fives? Yeah. Where can you, hopefully, if the plan goes together, where where can we give the best putt of more putts? And that's how it all comes down to, sort of working that out and what holds the tee off. So it's really important. And all this week, and when they did the recce on the golf course a couple of weeks before, that's exactly what they'll be looking at in their pairs. What tee shots do they like? There might be a tee shot out there where 
where Burns or Sheffler goes, it's not my favourite tee shot here. I don't like it. So they know they will go, okay, we'll take we'll take the odds, we'll take the evens and work that out. So yeah, everything from the like the last little bit of detail will be going into that. And do you think from the captain's point of view, they're obviously sending out Scheffler and Rahm, two of the strongest players in the world, out first. What what's the thinking there, do you think? You got people want to see blue blue on that scoreboard early. It's a home advantage. Let's get the crowd going. Let's, let's G them up. If Rahm and Hatton, they, they love John Rahm. Europe loved John Rahm. How good was he in the last Ryder Cup? He's going to go out there. He's going to be sort of fist pumping, getting the crowd going. They want that. You want as much atmosphere as possible. You've got to send someone out like that first. Absolutely. I can't wait for that one. That first tee, like we said earlier, is going to be absolutely amazing. Also, did you see Sam Burns' haircut that he's had done for uh, for it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know what? It's horrible, but I get it. It's really cool. For anyone who hasn't and, seen, he has, he's got like, it's like a mullet, isn't it? And then he's got the he's got USA sort of like shaved into the side I'll, of his head. I'll put money on it. It's shaved off before he flies back Sunday night or Monday morning, <laughs> wherever they fly. That thing, that thing will be gone before he gets home. So after that first game, we have... The second game with Max Homer and Brian Harmon against Victor Hovland and Ludwig Aberg. John called it Hovberg together. Hovberg's together. He's absolutely nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> what we what do we make of that pair in them? I'm not surprised Harmon's playing in the in the foursomes. We all knew what he's like. He's again a great driver of the golf ball. Absolute gritty performer. Won't sort of buckle under pressure. You saw what he did at the Open this year, the way he played around a difficult golf course where you've got to keep the ball in play, got to hit, hit fairways. And some of the shots he hit under pressure in that tournament as well really showed like the character and how good he is at golf. Yeah. Um, along with um, Max Homer too, again, another really solid player. Um, that's a really gritty team, that is. That's a, that's a top, top pairing, that. Um, to be honest, I kind of I didn't I didn't see it coming because I think Homer and Morikawa are. I remember you saying that. Yeah, I think I think they're really good friends, but I kind of I kind of get it. I kind of get it. It's really hard to leave Harmon out of this. The foursomes, I, I really yeah. do. I think he's going to be a real force in the foursomes, and again against Hovland and Aberg, we know everything about Hovland, how well he's been playing, um, and yeah, and Aberg being being put straight into the fire here. Straight into the fire. I mean, I still, whenever someone says, you know, he turned pro four months ago, whatever it is, I still can't believe that. But, you know, first day of a Ryder Cup, second second matchup with one of the world's best, that's going to be pressure, right? It's going to be pressure. I heard Rory speaking about Aberg and about his game when they played together um, the Monday of Wentworth, when they come over and come over to Italy and played. And if you've got Rory McIlroy saying... His ball striking is superb from Rory. You know, you know it's superb. High praise. And I think again, there you've got you've got two guys who just absolutely hammer the golf ball. Two brilliant players. And it's a again bit unknown quantity how Aberg's gonna handle it. The way he's looked, he's gonna handle it just fine. I mean, you can't you you cannot go into Switzerland thinking if I win this, I'm gonna get into the Ryder Cup and turn up and win it. I mean, it's outrageous. <laughs> Um, it's got no right it's just outrageous to perform when you need to perform in golf where it's so hard to peak for a certain week it's so impressive and everyone said he's so impressive so again it's just another absolute cracker of a game and speaking of impressive did you see Victor Hovland's hole in one on the 
Part four. Not a part three, a part four. I was just saying in my head, not today. Not today's <laughs> the wrong day, but I said, at least he's got the right club for that hole. I mean, what did he take to do that? I'm not sure what I'm not sure what Must he be a hit. driver, right? No, it was three wood. It was three oh. wood or a five wood. I'm not sure because they've pushed the tee right forward on five. So when we played it in the tournament, you would, you couldn't reach that green. So you would hit like a four iron off the tee and then a wedge in. So now they've pushed it up. So yeah, it's it's probably about 290 yards. Wow. I mean, what a moment if that happens during the actual game. But yeah, I mean, I watched the video earlier. Well, it was brilliant. Talking of this, I'm going to make a prediction as well on here before it starts. So I might as well get it out. There will be a hole in one on 13. Okay. There will. Short par three, about 130 yards. There's going to be a hole in one there. I would absolutely love it if that came true and you've predicted that. So watch out for that one, uh, members. Right. After that, putting my neck on the line for a hole in one. <laughs> we have Ricky Fowler and Colin Morikawa versus Shane Lowry and Sepp Straka. Again, a bit of a mouth-watering pairing right there. I think Ricky Fowler's a really versatile player. I was speaking to um, the Cobra club fitter, Ben. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's out here looking after looking after Ricky, and he was like, he's happy to play with anyone. He's a great, great ball striker. It's great to see him back as well, playing well after a tough year before, and see him get back in the team. And he's sort of a person you could kind of pair with anyone. He'll go with anyone. He's pretty chilled out. Yeah. Um, and he has that kind of nature where I think if, if Zach Johnson turns around and says to him, oh, you're going to be playing with so-and-so today, he's like, yeah, cool. I think he's that type of type of character and obviously a great ball striker and great player with the steady, steady Morikara as well. Great iron player. And you can see why they've been paired together against the gritty Shane Lowry. I was going to say. He was great in the last Ryder Cup with yeah. some straights, like getting stuck in some of the putts he hold under pressure away from home. He's absolutely going to relish this being with the home crowds. I think he's going to be brilliant. And I think he'll be one of the players to sort of look out for this week. I think he's absolutely going to love it and he's going to have a great week. And, and you were surprised, weren't you, that there was, you know, even any controversy about his, you know, or people were complaining about his pick, weren't they? Some of them. It's it's difficult. Maybe his form's not the greatest, but you look back on his experience, the tournaments he's won, the big pressure moments, he's handled them so well. And going into the last Ryder Cup, the way he handled himself, and I think that's what that's what a lot of captains will look for, you know. It's someone who's gonna sort of not fall into their own shell. Yeah. In this, you've got to stay really bold and perform, and it's it's the hardest thing to do. And when you've got a player who does that in that environment, it's very hard not to pick. And he's with Sepp Straker. I mean, what do you know about him, and what's his sort of playing style? How are they going to complement each other? Again, I think he's a very steady player. To to be brutally honest, I don't know too much about him. He's played obviously PJ Tour. If you're playing PJ Tour, you're a great player. I think he can make a hell of a lot of birdies, and he's a really good putter as well. So again foursomes keeping it in play you might not you might not hit it close all the time but if you knock in a couple mid-range putts to win holes and put the other team under pressure that's what it's all about and foursome is about being steady looking at maybe a pin that's tight on the left side tight to the right side and going you put this in the middle of the green 20 foot away we're in a good spot here and if you can do that a lot in foursomes you don't have to do anything really special and make a load of eagles and birdies. It's all about being in every hole and getting into a rhythm with your partner. 100%. And then we've got to round it up. The last one of the, the last foursomes of the morning 
is Anna Chaffel and Patrick Cantley, which we pretty much knew. They played together a lot, right? Yeah, known each other, great friends, play each other President's Cups. Um, in the President's Cup before, that was pretty obvious. Against Rory McIlroy, Tommy Fleetwood. Wow. This is a game. That's a game, isn't it? This is a game. How are we judging that one? Oh, it's just a... This is an incredible game. It really is. Um, Xander and Patrick are so steady. They're such steady players, such tough competitors. You've I've seen it. There was Canley when he beat Bryson in a playoff and some of the shots they play and some of the putts they hold in that situation where it went to three, four holes in a playoff and I remember Bryson hitting some shots close. Canley hit it inside him. Put him under pressure is yeah. exactly what you want. I mean, same as Chaffel. I mean, I mean, it's an unbelievable pair in that against Rory, who's arguably, yeah, the best ball striker I've ever seen. Yeah. And Tommy Fleetwood not far behind it as well. I mean, it's just, it's an absolute, absolute blockbuster of a game, this. What's the thinking of putting Rory with Tommy Fleetwood? Because you'd said before, I think, that you thought you'd put Lowry with Rory, right? That was that was my guess. Yeah, yeah, that was my guess. I think I think Rory and Larry get on really well. But I think the whole European team again get on really well. There's no there's no real kind of favourites who you're gonna be paired with. Like like the American team. I just had a gut feeling that they were gonna be paired together. But you look at that, you, you look at Rory and Fleetwood and I mean that is some pair in there. I mean, if they get going they're two players where we're saying foursomes about being steady, but they're they're that group there could be a, there could be a few birdies, a few eagles in that group, um, and I think you'll see some really aggressive golf for foursomes golf there. I think they're going to take on pretty much everything, all Fun. the drivable par fours. I think if they get it on fairways, you're going to see some cracking shots into into the par fives, and I just think that is that is going to be an absolute heavyweight fight. That is. I mean, it's exciting beef. Um, before we wrap up, we've had a quick question from Tim Bryant, uh, who says, Hi beef. I have a question that I'm sure many other people have. How are the teams paired on each day? What I mean is, do the parents from each side have any knowledge of the order in which they'll go out for each session so they can match teams against teams? Or is it potluck due to the order that each side's picked? And I think that's a really good question because I wondered something similar. Will they have known that Scheffler and Burns are going to go up against Rahman Hatton? Or do they, do they send their parents out in the order and then it just whoever the other team has sent out yeah so so they they won't know who they're going to be playing against so it's going to come out and for for the captains for Zach Johnson Luke Donald it's a it's not so much a guessing game but there is a bit of tactics and mind games behind this mostly when it comes into the singles so all the players are going to know who they're going to be playing and when when they're going to be playing pretty much this first session. And then when they draw it, they've got no idea who they're going to be playing against until it's announced. Then as they're playing, Luke Donald and Zach Johnson are going to have to get their teams in for the afternoon as well. And it will go through the same process. So they won't necessarily know who you're going to play with until the morning foursomes are nearly finished. And that that is going to happen. And I think it, it can have a lot of... The mind games really come into it, into the singles. Because yeah. now you have 12 games. Everyone's got to play in the 12 games. And you've seen in the past where if you need to... If you're behind three or four points, someone might stack it really heavy at the top. And you might see European side turn up with Ram, Rory, Fleetwood, 
uh, Hovland, Aberg at the top. Yeah. To try and get some points and try and change momentum. And Zach Johnson won't know that. So he'll be like, what's Luke Donald going to do? Exactly. And, and it, yeah, that's really interesting. So so they have no knowledge of the matchups. That's really, really interesting. Yeah. That's a good question from Tim. I also had no idea about that. Yeah, so. it's a very good question. And it, it, it does play a part. Like I'm looking at that that first pairing of John Rahm. And in my head, I'm thinking Luke Donald sending him out there to get the crowd going, to yeah. get the buzz. You know, it's the first game. Let's get all the crowd on side. Let's get it going because everyone loves loves that and they love John Rahm. And I think you can see that. And then he's also gone, they love Rory. So do you know what? Let's stick him at the back maybe to bring it in. So now you've got these two guys at front and back and you're going to be hearing cheers from the front, cheers from the back. Yeah. And everyone's going to be sort of enjoying it in between as well. So there's definitely there's definitely a lot of thought that goes into where these guys are playing. Brilliant. Well, obviously, last week, Team Europe uh, retained the Solheim Cup in Spain. Um, some massive moments in that. Obviously, there was a big fight back because they were 4-0 down against the US. There was a hole-in-one there, like you predicted for this, but um, Emily Pedersen got a hole-in-one, which is absolutely epic. I think it was the only one, only the second one that's ever been done in a Solheim Cup. And um, obviously, on the last day, massive sort of, uh, some huge games, and Saganda cinched it on, uh, I think it was the 17th hole, beating Nelly Corda to tie. So it was obviously 14-all. So now, big pressure on uh, on Team Europe this weekend to uh, to bring the Ryder Cup back. What's your predictions then? Can we can they do it as well? Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think they've really got to get off to a good start in this um, and get ahead early because again, I think fatigue is going to play a big part in this. The course is quite hilly. It's hot out there. It's going to be tiring, and I think if you're if you're ahead, sort of Saturday going into the Saturday afternoon pairings might have to force someone's hand to play a few players they might necessarily want and have to play five games. And you want to be that team where you're not searching for that and thinking and sort of questioning yourself, do we put him out again? Can you can you play five? Can you play five rounds here? Can yeah. you play it and force that? So it's going to be really interesting. I mean, the celebrations when Europe won the Solheim Cup were amazing. And I was just thinking, oh, it'd be so good to be there. So if we're there and Europe do it, in the next couple of days, that's going to be, it's going to be good, isn't it, Beef? Final score prediction. Go on, put your neck on the line. 15-13 Europe. Oh, it's good. Okay, okay. 15-13 Europe. You heard it here. Um, oh, let's get on with it. I can't wait. Yes, mate. As I said, I'm so excited for all of this to kick off tomorrow morning. Remember, everyone, you can go back and check out our Ryder Cup guide with John and our team previews with Smiley Kaufman from earlier this week. Then we will be releasing daily podcasts over the weekend to keep you up to date with all the Ryder Cup action. So tell your friends to come and get involved and give Beef's Golf Club a follow wherever they get their podcasts. And we'll see you on the golf course tomorrow. Take care. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.